0: All right, the regular season coming to a close, and good news, Illinois fans, because Scott Ritchie has two of your main components winning Big Ten honors. You've got Kofi Coburn, maybe a clear Big Ten Player of the Year leader, and you know Brad Underwood, kind of in the same boat as Coach of the Year. All right, they got time to strengthen their case. They also have time to kind of hurt their case here with four games left. Ritchie will break down. Those races, the Big Ten race, he'll even tell you about uh, some pizza news and when he got in a fight back in Eureka, Illinois. Come back to this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball, after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management, and host of Paul Rudy's On the Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. Oh, good Monday morning. What are you smiling at, Scott Ritchie? Don't, just off, don't, don't touch not, me. An auspicious t- oh, <laughs> do not...
1: I'm going to remember this.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's Scott Ritchie. I'm Jim Ross. We really are uh, friends, right? We don't um, go into fisticuffs. Although, if you touch me again, I'm going to hit you.
1: Well, then I guess I have to hit back. I mean, that's just that's the them, them's the rules.
0: Scott Ritchie, we, welcome back, first of all, Scott. You've been gone for about a week. Yeah. And there's been much sorrow in the newsroom, weeping. Um, uh, men uh, crouched down on the floor in a fetal position. Where's Scotty, everybody asked.
1: Yeah, I was just on the road for an entire week. And uh, you, you think, well, that can't be too bad. You're just covering basketball. Well, you know, it's kind of exhausting being away from home for a week sleeping in hotels for a week. It's not I mean, it's not as glamorous as one might think especially when you're flying commercial and driving a lot of
0: it. But the groupies and the expensive dinners, those <laughs> things have to be a, uh, a the plus. free
1: breakfast at the hotel, <laughs> which is I book them based on will you feed me in the morning. Yeah.
0: We're just happy you're home in one piece uh, that you didn't get in any uh handshake line brawls um despite all it's it was a, a week of violence in the Big 10. Well, first of all, all the Pizza Hut parking lot talk followed yeah. up by an actual Pizza Hut parking lot moment.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm I I assume and I don't know this for certain, but it would make some sense that Jawan Howard heard Brad Underwood talking for days about how you know, tough he was and, you know, getting in fights in the parking lot at the Pizza Hut McPherson, Kansas and he's like can't have that. I'll show you how, <laughs> how tough I am. And uh, that whole mess um, at Wisconsin, though, I mean, really really silly to begin mm-hmm. with. Um, also, just a, a bad look for the Big Ten. I mean, a little bit. is like, because that's all anyone was talking about yesterday, was Juwan Howard not exactly punching the, the Wisconsin assistant, but definitely threw a right hand um, after he grabbed Greg Gard by the Shirt and, like, I don't know, probably could have picked him up if he wanted to. Juan's much bigger. And that was after guard, you know, kind of grabbed onto Juan's elbow after Juan walked past saying, I- I'll remember this because Greg Guard called a timeout with like four seconds to play and his team up by double digits. But that was because Juan Howard was pressing the Wisconsin walk ons, even though his team had clearly lost the game. Um, just a lot of nonsense. Involved in that, um, and we'll see what it all means because uh, there will be some suspensions coming down. All right,
0: probably to sometime later today. The timing is right for Illinois, which visits uh, Michigan over the weekend. Uh, Wolverines are going to be depleted more than the, not that uh, Illinois had anything to worry about anyway. Michigan's not very good this year, but they did beat Purdue at home, and uh, that was was cause for concern.
1: Yeah, and like Hunter Dickinson has been playing his best basketball mm-hmm. really um, in the last not quite month. I mean, he didn't, he didn't play in the game in Champaign, uh, in January after he had just wasn't fully back yet from his COVID absence. But, uh, yeah, Michigan's going to be without Juwan Howard, certainly. Mm-hmm. And then I would imagine, uh, Terrence Williams, Musa Diabate, you know, the two players that were, you know, on video throwing multiple punches, won't play either. Um, We'll see what that all means on Sunday, but it's certainly a, a new wrinkle. But just to see kinda of how Michigan reacts and maybe how Elmo tries to take advantage.
0: All right. Uh besides the Wisconsin assistant's face, you know what else is hurting? Your prediction record, Scott Ritchie. Yeah, I mean that's like a factual statement that you've made.
1: It is what it is. I mean I thought, you know, maybe Illinois could get the win at the rack when no one else had excuse me, Jersey Mike's arena. Um Thought maybe, you know, Rutgers had used up a lot of its magic momentum. I was wrong. And then I thought, you know, Michigan State can't afford to lose again. They just they had lost what three of four and, you know, five of their last nine heading into Saturday's game and then you know, I was wrong. So, you know, my prediction record is uh it's taken a hit in the last week, but I can you know still got a lot of season left. Four more games in the regular season, Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament. I could, I can save this. Can you now? Probably not. <laughs> uh, I'm just. I've not had a good grasp of like what this Illinois team is going to do.
0: Just for transparency's sake,s the after the Big Ten meets about Juwan Howard, that's when our meeting will take place about your future. Uh, predicting games will uh, be a high level it. meeting. I've said I'll pass that along to someone else that wants to make it. Ed put, Bond is our first choice to replace you. I'll put I'll put their name on it. Ed Bond with a spectacular weekend. I hope you follow the news. I hope you follow Ed on Twitter first of all, but then uh, also on news because at Instagram and Facebook, Ed uh, captured uh, kind of a neat moment Saturday night when the team got home from uh, East Lansing uh, to Flight Star and Savoy. They were they were treated to Pizza Hut. Right, <laughs> that
1: whole thing is also just funny to me. Right, it was like. Um like I wonder how long it'll last. I after, Jawan Howard, you know, throwing right hands, right hand singular. I'm not sure. Brad Underwood will talk about fighting much anymore. Um, <laughs> maybe he does. Maybe
0: he just he leans Come in on. even more. Don't be sensitive. Yeah, just um, but just don't do it. Just yeah. talk about it. Just don't do it.
1: <laughs> as long as it's like years, <laughs> decades in your past when you, you're talking about fighting in parking lots, I think it's probably okay. Uh, Sunday in Ann Arbor, maybe hold off. Uh, they, right. might, they might
0: be a little sensitive to the fight talk tell me this scott Ritchie as a youth growing up in eureka uh going to school all those years you know the fifth grade twice um <laughs> where it was more likely that it would have
1: advanced me a grade than than held okay. me back
0: where did young scott Ritchie brawl in eureka was it the well, never in, the,
1: never in the Pizza Hut parking lot, because we did have one. And, you know, you might you hung out in the Pizza Hut parking lot. There may have been some scraps. Right. I was not involved. Uh, the one clear one I can remember was playing basketball in the gym. I think it was seventh grade, before school. Some jerk eighth grader just two-hand shoved one of my friends in the back into like the bleachers had been pushed back. You know? okay. So I lifted him up with one arm across his throat. 'Cause he has a tiny little pipsqueak. Um and thankfully the only like adult in the gym sort of supervising was a student teacher, so I was just told not to do it again.
0: Excellent. But you know, I'm that kind of teammate. I will That's good to know. I'll have your back. That's why the reaction I was the
1: DeMonte Williams of Eureka Middle School.
0: That's Scott Ritchie, our guy. Despite his prediction record, we're going to be nice to you. I was told uh, that uh, you had a Twitter follower uh, weigh in saying, stop picking on Richie, so the rest of this podcast will be all Richie love. All right? all right.
1: It's 1120 a.m. We'll mark the time,
0: and then we'll see what happens. Trust me. It's going to be just uh, all praising Scott Ritchie okay. and his miserable prediction record.
1: <laughs> uh, we made it to 1120 a.m. <laughs>
0: All right, hey, tell me about uh, your trip. I'd like to go behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, uh, Our listeners uh, deserve that from you. Uh, New Jersey seemed to be a raucous environment. Was it really that raucous sitting there?
1: It was. I mean, and it's a a smaller arena. I think maybe only Welsh Ryan is smaller. They're about equal size. Um, It was sold out. And it was legitimate. So I, did, okay. I didn't see any empty seats to speak of. Um, yeah, when Rutgers is good, like those fans care about it. And like it's that's happened over the last couple of years where they've gotten much better under Steve Eichel because they were awful in the Eddie Jordan welcome to the Big Ten era. Um, and honestly hadn't been that great in the American Athletic Conference or in the Big East or I think their last conference title they were in the A-10 and that was... Decades ago. Um, but they care about this team. Right. And like, the fact that they had beaten three ranked Big Ten team teams before that, two of them at home, like leading into this
0: game, I mean, those fans were primed. I think the players were primed to keep it going, and they certainly did. But, yeah, great environment. All right, Illinois basketball used to have the biggest media following of any Big Ten team back in the 04 era. era. Uh, tons of uh, media members accompanying them everywhere. They went mostly from newspapers. Tell me who uh, is following the team these days.
1: Well, the newspaper thing is a little different because
0: there's... Is there another newspaper that covers the Illini?
1: The Decatur Herald Review. Okay, Okay. that's it. Decatur, Illinois. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it on the newspaper front. Um, Lots of websites these days. Okay. Your rivals, your 24-7 sports, your whatevers. Um, But still, Illinois has maybe the... Biggest contingent of media that travels, so I know like Ohio State. Really, uh, for like every ol- the only reporter I know that travels for every Ohio State game. So I imagine he'll be in Champaign later this week. Is Adam Jardy from the Columbus Dispatch? Okay, um, Indiana travels pretty well, but I think the Illinois media like we're we're out there. Okay, it's been a while. It, it's since a small. It's probably though, a smaller right? group than it used to be. Obviously,
0: but I mean fewer newspapers. But sure. And still no cheering on press row.
1: No. That's okay.
0: I mean that's just is that still a a thing or is it, or are we passed that?
1: I, um, I still think it's a thing. Okay, good and, and well, like if the if anyone like <clears throat> if I ever hear even like a a little bit, I I always cast like some side eye. To okay. That. Like just do your job. It's a job. Not a fan.
0: Excellent. The trip to Michigan State then? Um Uh, They're a down-down team right now, it seems. The fans kind of show that?
1: Yeah, because, I mean,
0: I've only, I think, yeah, I've only seen
1: Illinois lose at the Breslin Center, so it's the fans have had something to cheer about. But, like, there were some times where, like, the zone like, they just kind of got a little quiet. Because, you know, whatever, even as Tyson Walker was doing his best Demetric Trice, Illinois Illinois fans will get that one, Um, Illinois had an answer. So, like, they they couldn't build any, like, crowd momentum hardly. And the team obviously couldn't um, as well. But that's, they dropped out of the top 25, having lost four of six and six of the last ten. And this is, it's not the most talented Michigan State team. Right. I mean, they've got probably their just best player in, it's been more so in theory, the most potential, most pro potential is Max Christie, and this is the second straight time that Trent Frazier has just put him in handcuffs because so he was a non-factor in the game. Um, they just, they don't have the Jaron Jackson or the the Miles Bridges or even the you know, Cassius Winston. They just don't have those guys that level anymore.
0: Strange, uh, when we talk about NBA draft picks, uh, Kofi still in the mock drafts in the 50s, right? And yeah. You see, you see Max Christie in a first rounder and you see Caleb Houston, for goodness sakes, uh, still listed ahead of, I, I, it's mind boggling to me. I don't get it. And it, that's more based
1: on what NBA teams think they can do with the, the raw materials of a Max Christie because I mean, he's, well, I think he's maybe 19. I don't know when his birthday is, but he's young. And he's 6'6", and he's got long arms and good sh- – like, shown he can shoot. Um, a lot of these things apply to Caleb Houston as well because he's tall, long arms, shown he can shoot, young, young is a key thing there. Just like NBA teams believe in – it's probably true that they can get more out of guys like that who sort of fit what every NBA player is these days than college programs. So your college production, can it make a difference? Sure, but NBA teams are drafting on potential more than anything. I think that's why you saw, I would assume, we dropped to 38. It's because he wasn't coming out after his freshman season. He was a, a junior. He was, you know in his twenties, which sounds like in very, very early twenties, but that's not 18 or 19. Um, but you show, I mean, he has shown why, you know, development at the college level uh, can also be a good thing. Cause he's been one of the best rookies in the NBA um, because he's a little more mature and he understands what it takes to play at that level. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough for Kofi. I mean, to break out of the 50s probably just because there's just not hardly anybody like him left in the NBA. And, like, they're not looking for that necessarily.
0: All right, Scott Ritchie, our ultra-talented beat writer, one of the best guys you'll you'll ever meet. <laughs> I'll take it. This has been
1: recorded for posterity.
0: <laughs> As votes uh, that will help determine player of the year and so on in the Big Ten, where is uh, said Kofi? Uh, on your ballot right now, player of the year? Yeah. Okay. And that's, I mean,
1: that's a heck of a race. And I think I mentioned before, like, all Big Ten first team, it's, it's decided. I mean, it's very clear who the best five players in the, the league are. And it's Kofi, and it's EJ Liddell, and they'll get the square off on Thursday, State Farm Center. Um, it's Jaden Ivey, it's Johnny Davis, and it's Keegan Murray. Because hmm. you have the mix there of teams that are ranked, and now Iowa is ranked. Came in at number 25. I didn't vote for them because they literally just got their first quad one win uh, this weekend. Didn't have one for, you know, three fourths of the season or more. But uh, so they haven't really beaten anybody, but they're ranked. Also, those guys all come from ranked teams, teams, you know, at the top of top tier of the Big Ten, and they've had the best. That might be the best collection of like individual performance seasons that the Big Ten has maybe ever had, like to go five deep like that. So I, I mean, I assume like someone else will get some votes just because people are funny about that. But like, how those can't be your top five guys, I don't know.
0: Where's Trent Frazier figuring in uh, your voting?
1: It'd be interesting because like after the top five, I think it, it's a free for all. I don't. I mean, Connor I Dickinson probably could be quote unquote sixth, maybe. Um, just Because he, he's played well. You have to give him that over the last, like I said, over the last month or so. Um, yeah, Trent's, I think, right there. And only if, but I think, again, only if people understand what he does defensively, which might be the thing because I don't know that a lot of people do. Like, if you watch Illinois play, you understand because you see what he did to Max Christie twice and what he you know, has done to guards throughout the Big Ten. It was like they don't have their best night when he's when he's defending them. So I mean I think it's like it goes through the third team, so like fifteen players will be honored. I, he should be in that mix somewhere. I just I don't know where.
0: Back to Kofi real quick. You have him as your player of the year. Uh there'll be a strong push for the Wisconsin kid, certainly. And this yeah. was my informal poll with my Indiana relatives last week. They seemed stupefied that I even mentioned Kofi as a, a top-tier candidate. Is that the perception outside of Champaign-Urbana? No. Who are these people in
1: Indiana that aren't watching college basketball? Um So Trace Jackson Davis, is he Big Ten Player of the Year? Playing played for an average Hoosiers team. Um No, that's. Like Kofi's in the National Player of the Year conversation still, um, so yeah, I, I assume he'll be in the Big Ten Player of the Year conversation, and he is because he's one of the best players in the conference. And who are these people from Indiana? <laughs> like, you, you have to name names at this point because that's that's silly.
0: Ted Sanford, uh, Pride of Liberty. Um, Indiana. I'm sorry. thought tonight. Johnny thought the Wisconsin kid was a lock for player of the year. And this was as he was watching him dismantle his beloved Hoosiers. Yeah. He had another 30
1: point game, didn't he? I mean, like Johnny Davis is getting a lot of love. And like he's, I think he's at this point now, the big Ten's highest draft prospect, which is crazy. Cause you know, who was talking about Johnny Davis before the season? No one. Like he had just sort of came out of nowhere. Um, but, yeah, like, if it's not Kofi, then I'd assume Johnny Davis will probably get, you know, Big Ten Player of the Year honors. EJ Liddell, though, is it's sort of, like, under the radar because, like, Ohio State's good, but they're not great. I mean They're still ranked, obviously. But, like, EJ's just sort of putting up crazy numbers and no one's really talking about it. We'll see what he does against Illinois because he has tended to have fairly impressive performances. Against the Illini.
0: all right let's shift to Coach of the year. my appreciation thread for Brad Underwood um, stems from his um, just the way he goes about his business, not necessarily coaching, but I was struck about after the Rutgers game when uh, he did come on postgame radio and was said man we are we were just bad tonight not a lot of coaches will be that relaxed and honest. In uh, in evaluating so uh, soon after a game, but I liked it. Yeah,
1: and I think you know he has to be considered you know a leader for Big Ten Coach of the Year. Um, and it's sort of you have to look at the big picture a little bit too, because you know, like all that's happened in the last calendar year. I mean, you lose the best player in the program, one of the best in all time, I guess, in Illinois, and Iowa I mean I think that's an argument to be made and uh, you knew it was coming, but still you're moving on without the guy that dragged you to a lot of wins sometimes. Um and then Kofi's in the draft and then out of the draft but in the portal uh and comes back. You lose all three assistant coaches to you know different jobs. And then you get to the season, and Andre Cabello misses 14 games or whatever it's been. Kofi has missed five. Um, Injuries, illness, COVID, everything sort of thrown multiple wrenches in it. And here they sit, two weeks left in the season, half game out of first place in the Big Ten. Um, Kind of a favorable finish in a way, just because they've got three or four at home. ranked in the top 25. They did slip three spots, but still number 15 in the country. Um, so, yeah. It's, and, you know, they, the NCAA, you know, the Men's Basketball Tournament Selection Committee or whatever the official name is, like, gave their, we're three weeks out, here's the top 16 seeds, and there was some surprise that Illinois was a three. I think they would probably still have been, you know, in the top 16, but some surprise that they were number 12 overall. And, the reason given was like, well, Illinois has done well and they missed a lot of guys, you know, consistently all season. So, yeah, Underwood's right there in the mix. I um, think Matt Painter's going to probably get some votes as well um, just because he's got that train just chugging along per usual. But
0: Not Greg Gard. I, that would be, to me, the biggest threat just because of where Wisconsin started the season.
1: Yeah, and... But there's enough there, where like they had all of that, those off-season issues where players were they had some players-only meeting that got leaked, where the players were like just fed up with Greg Gard, and then they had some issues on their coaching staff with uh, was that Alando Tucker? It's like, was he going to be an assistant? Was he not? And he's not. Um, this whole thing with Juwan Howard, because you know, guard could have just throwing up his hands like I'm just not gonna deal with you and walked away. But he he did grab Juwan Howard's elbow uh to prove a point. Um there's enough It was like, I don't know, you gonna vote go for Greg Gard? Maybe, but
0: I don't think I would. Alright, got the Buckeyes coming Thursday night, got snow coming, of course. What's uh what's a game without some weather issues. Well
1: what's a week without it being like fifty
0: and then the bottom dropping. Yeah, it's beautiful know. today okay. anyway. Tired of it. That does not hamper the the activities Thursday night.
1: Well, shoot, there was the... I can't remember who they played, but the game where it was supposed to snow two feet and... A lot of people showed up. A lot of people showed up, more than I thought. So I, I don't think it's going to be that bad okay. on Thursday. So I, I assume fans will will show up. All we get a great game.
0: Never too early to start talking senior night activities. Uh, uh, there would be some uh, emotional... Responses certainly with who's scheduled to play their last home game. Yeah, well, the ones here's
1: the ones we know for sure the the guys that can't come back regardless Mm -hmm. Trent Frazier, DeMonte Williams, Alfonso Plummer. So, Trent and DeMonte will get senior night take two, I guess. Sure. Um, and this one, like, their parents will actually be able to be there. So, that'll you know, they did the video thing, you know, last year. Um, interesting to see how Brad Underwood kind of handles that because he's been pretty clear about like what Trent and Demonte have meant over the last five years is they helped kind of build Illinois from, you know, not great, often in the bottom four of the Big Ten previously, into uh, a title contender. So that'll be interesting. But So those three guys can't come back. Jacob Grandison could. Austin Hutcherson could for – two more years because of his injury stuff. Um, Kofi technically has two more years if he wants them because he's got his senior year and then his COVID year. And depending on NIL, you know, I think it's a conversation. There's a chance he could make as much at Illinois as he'd make in the G League or whatever.
0: Um, All right. So our, that's, I think that's it. Our wonderful human being, Scott Ritchie. Yeah. Again, gracious enough to join us here today. Ed Bond has already got his pen out for an autograph. You're that good a guy, Scott Ritchie. Thank you. Just can't can't stop complimenting you today for some reason.
1: I'm gonna clip this and like use it as like my voicemail or something. You've
0: already said uh, Kofi and um, Coach are in the running for the the two big Big Ten honors. Give me your power poll, then your top three. I, I assume Kofi's number one since he's your Big Ten Player of the Year. I, I okay. think the only time Kofi's not been number one is when like he wasn't playing. He did drop out of your top three a couple times, if I remember. Scott Ritchie, yeah, because he wasn't playing. I'm just saying. Got to play. I'm not arguing. Got to play to I'm, be ranked. It's that's the okay. rules. I didn't read the Richie criteria. Yeah,
1: Well, Kofi number one. Okay, and go Trent number two.
0: That shot. On Saturday, was greeted with, yeah, we kind of expected that, right? Yeah, it wasn't a
1: big deal. And I mean, he had missed, like, his first five threes. so But he's a fifth-year guy. He's 23 years old. like he has the And he has the confidence in himself. He's like, I'll just go ahead and take this shot while everyone else is trying to figure out what set we're going to run because we didn't get it right the first time. So every, like, the other four guys on the court, and, like, they were on my end because I was sitting – uh, on the baseline. Like, Kofi was looking at Underwood. Everybody was like, looking to the bench and then Trent just pulls up and knocks down the it. three. Um, so, turn number two and then Jacob Grandison
0: mm.
1: and his six three-pointers mm. redeemed uh, himself for, he had not had a great stretch. Wasn't shooting well. Was kind of turning it over like, on, like, what are you doing type plays. Um, figured that all out. Had, what, 24, Points, five rebounds, five assists, almost all of them entry passes to Kofi, but they count the same. So there's your top
0: three. Georgie doing good. Yeah, same old Georgie. Like
1: he's he hasn't changed a, a bit. And like watching him behind the bench was the same as like watching him if he was on the bench. He was you know flexing after like post moves from Kofi, uh a lot of shouting. Um but yeah, he's playing with the Grand Rapids, Gold. Gold. They were the drive. I almost said drive. But that was their old name. Uh, so that's the Denver Nuggets G League team, and he's yeah, just, I'm just playing solid basketball for them. And when he gets like more opportunities, more playing time, he's, he's done well with it. So, uh, whatever. I don't know what that means for his pro
0: career moving forward, but he's got both feet in the door. Any other impressions coming out of Michigan State? Struck you. Any data you want to share from that game? I know I've, I've almost got through the podcast without asking for that meaningless. I, I mean that <laughs> that gold that you provide on a weekly basis. Uh, meaningless. Points per possession or whatever. Ed Bond, I don't even know what he's talking about sometimes. It's my fault, of course, because Scott Ritchie is never wrong. Like ever, Right. So go ahead. If I'm you. Great, I'm, it's great. All of this is being recorded.
1: Now here is the thing: like Illinois, like when you look at well, this, is just kind of NCAA tournament related. Because hmm, good, and on the quad system. Because I got an email. I was like, I don't understand what you mean by quad one or quad two. But that's it's how the essentially the selection committee has sort of broken up all three hundred and fifty eight teams into putting value on a win. So like quad one. When it, it's a diff, it's a kind of a, a spectrum of rankings. Like at home, it's a smaller number, like one through I think thirty. Like teams ranked in the net. That's a quad one win. On the road, it's much higher. And neutral is kind of in between. Only lost a couple quad one wins because as teams win and lose, their net rankings go up and down. Um, so the say the. Road win at Northwesterns now quad two because they've kind of fallen off a, a little bit. Um, but Illinois has three more quad one opportunities in the next four games to give their NCAA tournament resume uh,
0: a late boost. So, you
1: know, just got to take care of business.
0: I got them, as I said often, uh, winning the Big Ten and then going in as a two-seed. So there.
1: Okay. I mean, that's, they're going to need... To either win it outright, so that's a you know, Purdue kind of go in the tank, or for One their loss. T- for there to be more than two teams at the top if Purdue's involved because if it's just Illinois and Purdue, Purdue beat them twice and you know tiebreaker and all that. Hmm. There's a lot of moving parts in the last two weeks. Like, like I've, I've said it uh, multiple times. Like the Big Ten title is not going to be determined until. That
0: first weekend in March. Excellent stuff, as usual, Scott. (laughs) Just, I feel better. I feel smarter.
1: I'm just curious what this is going to mean for me the rest of the week. (laughs) Because you've gotten all this out on a Monday morning.
0: All right, follow Scott Ritchie every morning, 6 a.m. AlanaHQ.com, unique online content. Then uh, follow him on Twitter and uh, Snapchat. And all the way up to tip-off, late-night tip-off on Thursday. Then he's off to Michigan on Sunday see what happens there we'll find out maybe later today exactly anyway scotty appreciate it as always we'll see you next monday